today on the DML News Podcast. Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, takes a stand and now Republican governors are falling behind him. He wants that border secure no matter what the POTUS or president has to say. Plus, one of the most damaging audio recordings of all Republican time, Carrie Lake is now front and center as the James DeWitt makes himself look as corrupt as he is. We've got these stories and more, so get ready, because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. On the other side is Denny. We are coming to you audio only today. I'm still operating from the home office. And uh, believe it or not, my keyboard and mouse ran out of power. They're both wireless. So the amount of time it takes to charge these things, Denny and I said, we'll be too late to get the program out. Let's just do audio. So once again, we have a little bit of technical difficulty because I am going remote. And again, I'm going remote because my throat Uh, All of the talking and screaming that I did last week, being at an NFL game and then stuff uh, with my daughter and just a whole lot of different uh, fun stuff that we did and all the podcasting started to add up. And I've learned over the course of time when you're in my business and you do an incredible amount of talking for a living and then have to come home and talk to your wife who just won't seem to stop talking to me, uh, I have to give my voice a rest. So with that being said, Denny, we have two very interesting topics today, one being what's happening down in Texas and the stand that Greg Abbott is finally taking after nearly a decade of leaving the border wide open and pretending as if he was trying to do something. And then one of the most, I mean, just believable but unbelievable stories that I've ever heard since I've been doing this, the audio files that Carrie Lake uh, you know, put out or whoever put them out showing how corrupt the GOP is. I mean, it's just, it's pathetic. I'll let you be the boss and you decide which topic you want to talk about first. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, uh, both kind of share a general theme here in two different ways. You know, these are our border States and they're, uh, you know, under fire physically, such as the invasion, and yep. then uh, a little more subtly, such as what's going on with Carrie Lake. But I, I say let's start with uh, this governor coalition that's forming in a way uh, in regards to what's going on with Texas. Um, so because, you know, with with Texas, obviously, for anyone who needs some background, uh, the SCOTUS, SCOTUS ruled earlier this week that um, the Biden administration is allowed to take down razor wire fencing. Greg Abbott put out a statement yesterday saying, uh, we don't care about that decision. Uh, We have our sovereignty here to defend our border. We're going to use the National Guard and continue to do so. So in defiance of the SCOTUS order and the Biden administration, Greg Abbott is using his governorship authority to continue to secure the border with the National Guard. And so far he's had, I'll read the list, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, and Montana Governor Greg Giaforte uh, all announced their support in terms of personnel and any assets and uh, National Guard 
requirements that uh, Texas needs. They want to lend the support. So, you know, uh, this, I, is, I, I, this is a I big just, maneuver that's happening right now. I'll take it a step further of something that you said. And, and again, it's only simply, I think it just went past your mind. When Greg Abbott is doing what he's doing, I think you use the terminology is he's using his power as a governor. Actually, what he's doing is he's using the power afforded to the states provided by the Constitution of these United States. Yes, he, so, he's, he cited yeah. so in his uh, in his announcement on Twitter. I think he yes. Outlined. Well, he wrote he wrote a letter to the Biden administration explaining that there are provisions within the Constitution that say that it is the federal government's responsibility to provide protection for the states against foreign invasion. And in the event, the event that the president or the federal government, the combination of the two, do not provide that defense, that the states therefore are empowered to defend themselves. And so why this has taken 10 years nearly for Greg Abbott since he's been in office, why this has taken so long to execute that, I'll never understand something I would have done on day one. But regardless, the situation is so dire and so bad on so many different levels that Greg Abbott at this point recognizes he's got no choice. I mean, this is the sort of thing that can run a state into bankruptcy. And I also think, to be quite honest, I think that Greg Abbott played a smarter card this year than Ron DeSantis did, you know, playing Monday morning quarterback here. Uh, He has political aspirations, Greg Abbott does. But I think he recognized early on that he did not have what it takes to beat Trump. Now, with this being said, this new move here that he is uh, taken, he is, he is, I mean, my goodness, Dennis. Not only is he setting himself up for four years from now as being a real contender, but maybe more importantly, is if this indeed works, if his pushback on the federal government and Joe Biden works, because he's got Joe, he, he's got Joe Biden uh, over a barrel right now, because Joe Biden is stuck, Denny. And here's what I mean. If Joe Biden falls in line because the, the Democrats right now are calling for Biden to basically take over uh, the Texas National Guard, which Biden ultimately has the power to do. And if he does that, Biden is basically going to blow himself up for the 2024 election. There's no doubt. If what, What's he going to do, Denny? Is he going to send the Marines in to start going to war with the state of Texas? He, he will destroy himself. His, his rating will be 10% at best. So he's stuck. He's stuck in a moment where Greg Abbott is making all the sense that one can make, standing his ground and saying, if we're going to go to war, I guess we're going to war. And now he's got the coalition of these governors. And I suspect that the, the coalition of the governors will get stronger. I'm surprised Reynolds over there in uh, Iowa hasn't jumped on yet. And other uh, Republican governors are going to feel the pressure to do so as well. I can't understand um, why they're not all on already, but eventually they probably will be. Are we going to finally be in a situation now where it is we're going to war? It's the Republican states versus Joe Biden. It's heading in that direction. 
And I can tell you something else that I just came to my attention yesterday, Dan, is there is, as of right now, a scheduled event starting to pick up some buzz on social media that between, I think it's January 29 and February 4, there is a uh, big, huge rally going down uh, to the state of Texas. Veterans, bikers, uh, you know, they're going down with the idea of we're going to help protect the border. It, it, it almost sounds to me as if it's the next making of a January 6th. That's very likely. I mean, th- this, it's beyond huge. And I kind of agree with you there. I'm hoping this is the chance for a lot of Republican governors to say and, and step up and be like, this is the best way to get the message out there that this illegal immigration invasion has gotten so out of hand. Um, I, I love that DeSantis has thrown his hand in there. I mean, he's not a border state, but, you know, he. Yes, he, he is. I, I was gonna, <laughs> I was just about to finish my sentence and say he may not be a land border state, but Florida does share waters with Mexico. They are seeing influxes uh, on the maritime routes. So, you know, for him, this is a big moment, too, to stand in solidarity with Texas. I've seen plenty of memes in the last 24 hours of people uh, trying to draw different border lining maps of how all these different southern states could secede, secede from the Union and mm-hmm. uh, for, form their own country. Uh, even one person captioned, let's get the band back together. And it's just like an outlining of, of all the different uh, former Confederate states. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not far off from the joke because... Uh, I mean, the way this has escalated to the point of you have a conservative Supreme Court that went uh, counter to what everyone was hoping. And you got Greg Abbott here who, like you said, like, you know, he, he's been there for so long. And now this is kind of the drop of the, the, the flag where he, he wants to get, you know, some momentum in saying, hey, this is going to stop and it's going to stop under my watch. Uh, you're right. This this is a very big moment for him. And uh the question becomes, how long can Texas hold the line before, like you said, Biden comes in and and he puts his foot down, but that could get very messy. Or, you know, is this going to be something where Texas is going to get almost bankrupted for for making this? Uh, I I consider a patriotic decision. Well, it, look, this is a this is this this is the first time I can remember a state ever taking such a bold stand that says i don't care what ruling you make the constitution provides me with the powers that it does and it does and we're not going to we're we're not going to cower now i said this to you yesterday i'll i'll reemphasize it now today what you won't see and i almost want it to happen is if the defiance continues, and I believe it will. If the defiance continues and Biden tries to take the upper strength, the, the upper hand tries to punch down and says, I'm taking control of your National Guard, I would love to see what the Texas National Guardsmen do. I would almost, I, I, I look, I'm looking into a crystal ball here, and I hate doing that. It was my New Year's resolution for work is that, you know, these predictions that everybody makes. It's just, you know, it's useless. You know, give me, give me something to chew on. And so to give people something to chew on, I want them to think of the, the, the following scenario. Biden says to the Texas National Guard, you're under my control. 
uh, and he may call in more National Guard, and then he may call in who even knows, uh, military. I can't see the members of those different units turning their back on Texas. I just can't. I can't see uh, a Texas National Guardsman who believes in defending the border that that person is going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go against Greg Abbott and I'm going to go against the other people in my unit. I just think you finally see something in America that we have never seen before, uh, not in modern time anyway, uh, but we always see in other nations around the world where uh, there's sort of like a coup. Uh, and it's a different type of coup. It's not the kind of coup where we're going to take over the White House and toss out uh, Joe Biden and let him go sleep with some of the prostitutes that Hunter has lined up. I'm talking about where it is a general uh, rejection of the marching orders that you're being given from the commander in chief and that you're going to take a stand and say, no, I'm standing with the American people. I'm standing with the Constitution. I'm standing with the, with the state. Uh, because you, Joe Biden, and you, uh, Supreme Court, are not bigger than the laws of this land. And it has been a long time coming for this to, to size up. And the great thing is about it, and this is why I said the thing about the January 6th and this new biker movement that's going down there, is that unlike January 6th, which you know erupted into unnecessary violence, and whether that violence was perpetuated by FBI undercover agents or Antifa posing as MAGA or MAGA that was unhinged, I don't know, but it did happen. This could actually happen without anybody raising a fist, without anybody raising a gun, without any violence or death being uh, you know, put out there for the media to capture. This very well could just be the rejection of uh, you know rulings from the president and the POTUS in the in the form of letters and emails. I mean, look look what Greg Abbott has done simply by writing a letter. Said nope, we're we're, we're going to perpetual we're going to proverbial war, and that's the way it's going to be. We are going to protect ourselves. Now, in addition to that, Dennis, being what I think could actually be one of the most pivotal pivotal moments in American history, I don't know if anybody's really thinking as big as I am on this, but we're talking about something that could be colossal. Secondly, and maybe more importantly, is we may see a shift of how the migration actually takes shape now. Because we always have to remember that for the cartels, this is all about making money. And if the Texas uh, ruling by Greg Abbott is enforced and there's nothing Joe Biden can do, the cartels are going to see them losing an incredible amount of money. And all they're going to do is redirect to New Mexico, Arizona, and California. And if that happens, you know and I know that California is not going to put its National Guardsmen down on the border and reject what Joe Biden says is the, the rule of the land. And what we'll see is that California will just be, and so too will Arizona, be inundated with uh, the illegal alien rush because you've got two radical governors in those two states. 
Well, with you mentioning that, some of those are re redistricting meme maps that I saw. It's funny mm -hmm. how uh, most of them are incorporative of Arizona. So a lot of that uh, influx would just be given over to California. I mean, talk about a reality of that where the only open part of the border would just be California's part, uh, considering they, they welcome it so much. Um, but yeah, you know, so wait, 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 let me wait, let me stop you at that for one second. I don't know why anybody would write that. Arizona has proven itself over the past, I would say, past decade that they are indeed more liberal than they are conservative. First of all, let's take into consideration who it is that they have been hiring to run their state. I mean, this is the state of Jeff Flake and John McCain. These guys yeah. are both, you know, Republican and name only. They are the poster boys for that. Right. Ducey was not, as far as I'm concerned, anything close to the sort of governor that Abbott or um, or DeSantis or Young, Young, Youngkin, for that matter. You know, basically, I thought he was basically a rhino as well. And now we don't even have them in place anymore. What you've got now is you've got this liberal whack job who I think stole the election from from Carrie Lake. Uh, and so uh, it's a liberal state. Yeah, it's a totally liberal state. So I don't know where that remapping is. And New Mexico is liberal as well. So if you really were to have a remapping, which I think would be just unbelievably cool, it's starting in Texas. It's not starting in, in Arizona. No way. Well, I should I should uh, amend that a little bit. Some of these redistrictings, it didn't even include the entire state. It was more of like they were trying to copy what it used to be back then and they even okay. titled it. But that's a good way to kind of incorporate too right now with with Carrie Lake because to your point you're right all, I mean the representatives of Arizona that you have just listed have been failures in most of in most normal Americans minds because they have been counter to what you know true Republicans conservatives uh patriots have wanted so when you, and and this is a good way of just saying too that Carrie Lake you know I I wouldn't say I'm uh a uh, huge giant Carrie Lake fan. I mean, I, I, I think she's got a lot of passion and uh, I think she could do a lot better than uh, I think a majority of people that are in uh, Senator roles, but uh, you know, she, she had just exposed. Um, well, let me, let me bring it back a little. So uh, the other big story, obviously this week is that Carrie Lake or someone on her team released a audio recording from a few months back where the GOP chairman of Arizona, Jeff DeWitt, uh, had a conversation with her, and she secretly recorded it, uh, about how the guys back east, meaning the D.C. Uh, GOP, uh, wanted to know what her price would be to not run in the Senate race and also just you know, kind of quietly sit back, go on some random company's payroll, collect a few million, and don't make any trouble. And in that recording, you know, she uh, pushed back, said she can't be bought. And it's funny because, you know, when I first heard the recording, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, when I first heard the recording, it almost just sounded like something from a daytime television show because it, it, it just all the talking points sounded so scripted in a way. But th there's no doubt it's not scripted because since it, its release, this guy resigned and he even said part of his resignation was because they have more recordings that are damaging to him and some of these people that he answers to in, in D.C. in the Republican Party. So uh, it, 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 it's flabbergasting, I should say, 
that. Why don't we play? Why don't we play? Why, why, why don't we play the recording? Right, right, yeah. We do have the recording. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's play it. Is there a number at which I can be bought? <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to where you're going. Mm-mm. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person in a federal race who've lost Randy Nguyen. I can't okay. think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. This is a wrap. Don't go... I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you, if you if you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I know. They're gonna have try to have me murdered. <laughs> Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, you know, I the cartel, they say the cartels operating in fifty states right now, like all fifty. You know? mm-hmm. So. So what what what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this anymore. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. If you say, I got offered to buy out. Yeah. Don't. Because then we lose our ability to get things done in the future. Here's my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's you know what I mean. They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just you know. But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I can offer you. Um, I said, you can do whatever you want. Talking head, this and that. So the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, is, 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 is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not... America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not. But at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win. 
I don't know that you do it. I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, it's not only really about like control or agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win. You know? If you really want to know, all of politics, politics boils down to money, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even on their end, like what makes them the most money? I know. These, all these consultants don't want their, their payday day. And I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. I am not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona or to carry their torch and their voice. Or you don't go away. Or you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. And you fill your coffers. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now, and um, we don't have time to, to pause on this battlefield. You're not. You, what you can't scratch their back. It's not afraid of you. Yeah. You don't have anything to offer them, and they're sitting around people that have something to offer them. You know what I mean? It's just it's it, it's a it's a back club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm-hmm. back club. You're in, no, you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know? I was, I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time, because I don't scratch backs. Mm-hmm. You know? Where are we in two years if they steal the election again? Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it what so that we, the people, can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. Then I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people's... Go back and tell them that. I'm running... And I'm going to be the biggest pain in their I, And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. To stop me. No, I know. I know. Look. And, and you don't have to tell me. Okay. So uh, to your point, when I first heard this, I said, boy, it almost sounds like AI uh, meets, yeah, yeah. Uh, AI meets somebody with uh, specialties in um, uh, Final Cut Pro. Hold on one right. second. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was like, this can't be true. But then it, it it clearly was true because whoever had that recording going, I'm assuming it was Carrie Lake, clearly she was recording from her phone and her phone was in her pocket of some kind because you could hear it scratching around. Right. So I started saying to myself, okay, this is a real this is a real uh conversation. However, it is being edited. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm an, I'm an editor. I know it was edited. But to your point, DeWitt you know, admits that it's real by means of resigning. The yes. big thing here, the big thing here, and I, I, who is it that he was representing? Because when you hear that, you know, she says, well, who is it? He says, it's not important who it is. Yes, it is. He, he, he did say the term very powerful people. That was the term yeah. he used. Yeah. So, so, so let's, let's take a look at a term that has been floating around now since the days of Obama. All right. The deep state. Everybody wants to know who is the deep state. And this is, to a certain degree, the mapping to the deep state. Who is it that told this guy, sit down with her and see what we can do? And look, Dennis, everything that every person in this country has suspected about corruption, everybody listening to this show, 
I think about the emails that I've received since I got into this business going back to about 2008, 2009. And everybody always suspects there's dirty play involved. And you say, how did Nikki Haley get a job on the board of that big, huge company? I'm not going to say companies because I don't want anybody to come yelling at us that I'm claiming they're corrupt. But how did that one get a seat at that university? How did that one get? How did that one go from seven million dollars in uh, in, in uh, total net worth to twelve million dollars in net worth just simply during the pandemic? And when you you look at this, you know that there's somebody behind the curtain doing something. And in this particular case, what do they say? Isn't there a job that some company can't we align with some company that needs a favor? Think about how that works. Just just that one part of the conversation. You ready? So you've got a company, let's just call it XYZ, XYZ company. And XYZ company always relies on its, uh, on its government uh, friends to make sure it gets favorable contracts or that it gets favorable rulings. So this way it can continue to make profits. And what are they going to do? You're going to have to pay back somehow, some way for those benefits that we're uh, supplying you. So when we need to send Carrie Lake to you to get a seven-figure paying job, you're going to give her that job. because Not because she's the best person for the job, but because we need to get rid of her. And the only way that we're going to get rid of her is if you give her something uh, that is going to be fruitful. So now Carrie Lake gets a job working for XYZ Corporation, getting a million dollars. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? Why are they paying her a million dollars a year? Well, gee, because they paid her off not to run. And people are wondering whether or not Hunter Biden <laughs> is corrupt and took money on the side. I mean, come on. This is what everybody's screaming about. And now we have it on actual recordings. Mr. DeWitt should be held upside down by somebody in government in law enforcement and say, we're going to shake out of you the name that said to give, you know, to do that. And I, you know, until we do that sort of thing, until we actually put somebody in jail and say, we want the names, we're never going to find out who really is pulling the strings, but we all know that the strings are being pulled. And that's why we've all lost yeah. faith in every aspect of government. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying, you know, Texas with the actual physical border and then Arizona with a subtle, you know, espionage of their own Republican Party. I mean, that's the whole point with with Carrie Lake, her platform, uh, whether you find her to be, you know, a little out there or not, has been the, the America first platform. So why is that such a fearful proposition to some of these hardcore uh, D.C. Republicans? And look, you know, la- last night. um uh, I was just briefly watching Laura Ingram just for some for some updates, and ironically, she had a uh, a big money donor that I think we mentioned on the show before. Anita has told me about him. Uh, his name's Andy Sa- uh, Saban. He's from Long Island, and yeah. he was. And, you know, you had brought up Nikki Haley. I mean, he was a huge Nikki Haley, uh, big money donor, and because she lost big in New Hampshire, he's gone one eighty, and he's just like, God, uh, not viable, can't do it. And I think it goes to the greater point that a lot of these big money donors, you know, I think they kind of encompass that that deep state theme because at the end of the day, they don't care about, you know, Nikki Haley's policies. They, they're not bothered by the fact that, uh, you know, she kind of supports the transgender ideology and she's a, a light on the abortion stuff. Like 
they just know that she is a money-making opportunity for, for their own investments. And that's why it's so bothersome to so many people that these mega donors, for, I should say for a while, but maybe not so much anymore, but for a while they were able to move the political needle because of the money they would push. But I think now is a great example of that all these donors get behind Nikki Haley and she still can't overcome Trump. So maybe they're getting pissed off that they're throwing all these millions and yet their influence year by year is much less because they're exposed for things like this, you know, secret recordings showing like, hey, uh, the people of Arizona probably really want you to be their representative, but we just want to give you a lot of money that says you're not going to represent them. So you just stay out of the way and you're, you know, kept quiet. And, 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 you know, some people are taking issue with the fact that she did the secret recording and that it is edited because you're right. I could kind of tell, too, there were some edits. But you know what? At the same time, if she didn't have a recording like that, it would just be uh, he said, she said, and it'd be a little more uh, difficult to kind of to gauge that. But here we have flat out audio evidence. He confirmed that it was authentic, an authentic recording of things he actually said. You know, this is definitely not A.I. And it, it, it's the greater point that you have these. Big money donors like Andy Sabin and and the but the DC Republican elites that are just very detached from what actual you know Americans want and it and look this is just a better example that Carrie Lake's election with Katie Hobbs probably had some uh, you know discrepancies there I won't I won't go specifics just for the sake of it but obviously you know something fishy there if they really don't want Carrie Lake to be uh, you know again a Trump supporter but someone that. Uh, you know, they don't want representing the state of Arizona, especially well, a state that is a border state. Well, take 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 what you're saying to the next level. A lot of times we as conservatives do nothing short of taking a picture of a Democrat, putting it up on the wall and saying, you know, America's most wanted villain. And we all focus in on the Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. And by doing so, what we do is we really take our eye off the real villain. And the real villain in this is the GOP. Because you expect, you expect that uh, Democrat to bite you. The GOP is not supposed to bite you. The GOP is supposed to be on your side. And yet what's happened with Trump and what has happened with Carrie Lake is that her her own party has turned on her. So when you question the validity of Carrie Lake's election, it's not hard to do. I mean, look, Arizona was ground zero with Trump, right? So when you look at Carrie Lake, what happened with Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake had issues on election day in a GOP-heavy district where the members of the GOP fell short in providing various different tools for the election. Ballot paper ran out, all this other different jazz. She was taken down by her own party. She was taken down by the never Trump Republicans. She wasn't taken down by the Democrats. She was taken down by her own And now this recording just further confirms what we've all been questioning about 2020 and about 2022 is that is that 
why is it we're not winning these elections? And I have said it a gazillion times on this program, Dennis. I have never, ever, ever seen anybody, with the exception of my recent guest of Jovan, tell me, Jovan Hutton uh, Pulitzer, I have never seen anybody show any real concern, effort, or plan on how to stop the Democrats from cheating in elections that would prevent Trump and Trump allies to be voted into office. And if you look at what he said, if you really zero in, what did he say? He didn't say, Carrie Lake, we want to pay you to go away and become a professor at some university. He didn't say, we want to give you a CEO job at one of the top public companies in the country, and we're going to give you unbelievable amount of shares. You'll be worth $50 million within two years. What he said was, just take two years off. Just go away for two years and then come back. Now, to me, what that says is we're almost rid of Trump. We're almost finished with Trump. We just got to get through this one little election here, get him out, clean out the whole MAGA thing once and for all, and then come on back. Because what the GOP believes is that once Trump is done, in this particular upcoming election, if he indeed loses, which is highly likely if you say that history repeats itself, they are going to feel, they being the GOP elitists, are going to feel the Andy Sabins of the world and all these other different jazz, uh, jazzy people, they're going to feel as if they finally cut the dragon's head off of what is known as MAGA. And then your next group of Republicans like DeSantis and Youngston and Abbott and Reynolds, all these people will come up and they can reset the machine. And that's why they want Carrie Lake. Because if I were to say to you, if I were to say to anybody on stage, pick me the one female who reminds you most of Trump. If we were to convert MAGA over to a female leader, who would it be? Every single person is either going to say Carrie Lake or Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to kill MAGA for the, for the they're trying to take out the last brick. And so it, it, we are not only battling against the Democrats and the uh, SCOTUS and the uh, World Economic Forum and the George Soros's of the world, but we are fighting against our own party. I'll give you one last comment, turn it back over to you, and then maybe we wrap this up. Go back to where she's from. She's from Arizona. Go to DeWitt. He's from Arizona. Arizona has got to be one of the most corrupt states there are when it comes to Republicans. One of the things that Donald J. Trump promised on the stump in 2016 was basically the, uh, the, 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 the replacement of Obamacare. We, it was called the repeal and the replace. We're going to repeal and replace. Two big things that Trump ran on, notwithstanding locking up Hillary. Two big things that he ran on. Number one, I'm going to secure the border. And number two is we're going to repeal and re, uh, replace Obamacare. And every single person who's a conservative wanted Obamacare gone. And what wound up happening? It went to vote in the U.S. Senate, which we had control over. And one guy stood in the way. And that one guy 
was John McCain, a Republican out of Arizona. So when you want to you if you want to take why you have Obamacare, if you want to take why you have open borders, if you want to take why it is that amnesty is always recurring as a conversation every few years, it's not the Democrats, Dennis. It's the Republicans. Yeah. Uh, It's as you're talking about the John McCain, uh, that moment when he was in Congress and he had voted down on it. Um, I, I still remember that it's, but look, it's too, that's actually a, a very greater point there that a lot of corruption, both in, in the political sense. And obviously when it comes to immigration, uh, unfolds from that state, uh, that, that's why I just, you know, if, if Arizona could get, you know, two solid red senators and a governor in there that would actually want to turn things around, um, you know, I think Arizona and, and, and Texas could become a powerhouse. But um, yeah, Dennis, Dennis, it, it, Dennis, here's something. Here's something a little bit before your time, um, and I only mean like before you got engaged in this sort of kind of thing. Going back, there was uh, during Obama, there was what was called the Gang of Eight Bill. Oh, I remember the gang that. Of, yeah. You remember that? Okay, the Gang of Eight Bill had four Democrats and four Republicans. Yep. who had come together to form what they said was a comprehensive immigration reform bill, which was a real fancy way of saying amnesty. Yeah. The things that were listed in that bill, I mean, that, that I would say that's probably when I was at my height in terms of... Uh, yeah, it, know, what, it, was, it was incorporated into your uh, May Come to America films. Yes, it was incorporated to number two. In fact, yeah. that's why Hannity gave me the one hour. Yep. And... So the four Republicans that were on that that group, I'll give you three of them. One was Marco Rubio from the state of Florida who swore that he would never, ever, ever support an amnesty. And two of the four were from Arizona, Flake and McCain. Think about that for a second. Now, let me just give you some of the things that were in that bill that will give you an idea of how corrupt and dirty the GOP is. In that bill, you were going to get amnesty if you were in this country. Basically, you didn't have to prove that you were in this country for any guaranteed period of time. You had to do simple things like say that you were caring for a relative or that you had children to. uh, to care for, meaning why you couldn't get a job. So they wanted, they, they were framing it as in, listen, these people are all going to be vetted. They're all going to have to be self-sufficient and having a job unless they're caring for a loved one. They're caring for a child. They've got the, I mean, they went down all these different things that, that right. basically washed out the original statement, right? If, If you were um, somebody who had committed a felony, you couldn't become a a citizen. If you were somebody who killed a U.S. citizen, you could not become a citizen unless that death was caused in a traffic accident. Then that was just – that was an accident that can't be controlled. So in other words, if you killed somebody in a vehicle – that you were not supposed to be driving because you don't have a driver's license, 
you still would be able to get amnesty. There were, there were, uh, <laughs> my God, this last one, I got to read. This was my favorite one. The We had the thing, uh, there was the Obamacare mandate. I don't know if you remember that. It's been, since then, it's been eradicated. Trump got rid of it. You basically, if you had X amount of employees, you had to wind up giving them Obamacare. So what wind up happening was that they basically incentivized people to get rid of their American employees and hire illegal aliens legally. And you didn't have to give the illegal aliens Obamacare because they would not be in through this amnesty, they would not be entitled to getting health insurance. So they were basically taking companies and encouraging them through Obamacare, get rid of your American employees. You won't have to give them the insurance per the mandate because now you could replace them with illegal workers. I mean, it was the biggest slap in the face. You expected that from Charles Schumer, who was one of the four, and Dick Durbin, who was one of the four. You didn't expect that from four Republicans, two of which were from an Arizona, from a freaking border state. And so that's what we're up against. I want to remind people of that because, you know, the GOP will sit here and and talk so poorly about Biden and everything he's doing. And yet the GOP is going hand in glove with that man. So and I and, you know, I go back to what you opened the show with about how it is that these governors are aligning. Where's the governor of Tennessee? Where's the governor of Ohio? Where's the governor of South Carolina? Where's the governor of uh, Louis, uh, is Louisiana at this point is Republican? Where is that scumbag uh, governor from the state of Georgia? Yeah, where are yeah, all these? Yeah. yeah, where are all these people? Every well, it, single one of these people should be lining up with Greg Abbott. Last word goes to you. It's, you know, just very much so a little bit ago, uh, DeSantis just posted a video on Twitter and it's funny. It's a, uh, it's like a selfie video from his car. And some of the comments are like, we've been asking you to do this all campaign. Like, you know, more like impromptu videos. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he invokes, uh, James Madison and the idea of, um, states not allowing foreign invaders to come through and, and, and take over, uh, you know, their, their state, their country. It's, it's a matter of inviting the enemy in. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit there on board of like, it's uh, a bummer that he dropped out of the, the race and he's no longer running because, I mean, I think he's going to really, uh, out of all the governors that have pledged so far, which is only really the six, and hopefully, as you just said, more to come. Um, but I think he's going to be the, the staunchest because I think Texas and Florida really go hand in hand. Um, and, and DeSantis has been dealing with it in his own state. And I think he just... Uh, I think he's going to really hit home. Is it all right if we play the video here? Yeah, go ahead. Play it. Play, yeah, let's play it. Play it. Biden is going after Texas, saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire. They put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden saying you got to take that down to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remarked that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, And if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where 
federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by, by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis -vis an invasion, and that's Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution. Uh, so, so they're in the right. You also have a situation where liberal jurisdictions over many, many years have been sanctuary jurisdictions against enforcing federal immigration law. So you'll have somebody who's a criminal alien, they will not be given uh, over to ICE, and they will deliberately act to frustrate the laws on the books, and somehow that's viewed as okay. You have Texas who's acting to enforce the laws on the books, to ensure that they have a secure state and that we have a secure country. Uh, so, so all of this is just nonsense what Biden's doing. Uh, Texas has every right to stand its ground. We've in Florida, we've been sending people to help uh, for, for many years now because we understand it's not just a Texas issue, it's ultimately an American issue. And if we don't have sovereignty in this country, uh, then we're not gonna be a country anymore. So, so they have every right to hold their ground, uh, to stay, stay the course, and Florida will continue to be there uh, helping out every step of the way. You know, Dennis, let me say this in ending the program here. Uh, I, I'm never going to pull off uh, my position that Ron DeSantis, uh, notwithstanding what Greg Abbott does here, but Ron DeSantis is the best governor of my lifetime. Uh, what he has accomplished for the state of Florida uh, is just worthy of books to be written and it's a blueprint to be followed and we get to live it firsthand so it's not like i read this in a book or saw it on fox news we're living it every single day and it is it's like having christmas every day here and christmas the gifts of christmas are freedoms one freedom after the next the only thing that ron DeSantis has got to fix and now that he's back i suspect he will is we have an incredible problem in this state with high insurance rates and with uh, property taxes that are just out of control. If he could get those down a little bit, uh, he is just cementing himself as being one of the top governors of all time. Wait, that really, said, uh, really, really yeah. quick, uh, yeah. very quickly, uh, there's an updated list of all the states supporting Texas. Okay, what is it? Arkansas. Anybody? Yeah, Good. it's in alphabetical, so I'll, I'll just go through it. Arkansas, Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Idaho, yep. Nebraska, mm -hmm. North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia, yep. West Virginia, and Wyoming. Still no Georgia with Kemp there, but I'm not surprised. Because because Kemp's a scumbag. We know I think this. He's compromised too. Yeah. Of course he's compromised. All right. He he he's he's an old corporate guy. He's of course compromised. So, but let's let's get back to what I was saying here for a second. So, the, the good news is, based on that update, is exactly what I just screamed about five minutes ago. Uh, they're jumping on. So, it, this is going to be a much uh, more interesting thing than people are recognizing. It's it's going to get to a boiling point, and it needs to. But I want to go back to DeSantis one last time, and then it, the, let's let's end it. Trump has had a stronghold on the GOP uh, for a very long time. And he has done great things in the sense that he has really peeled back the layers. So this way we could all see what we've always felt, the media corruption, the court corruption, DC's corruption, and the GOP's corruption. I mean, 
Carrie Lake, as far as I'm concerned, is a disciple of Trump. And look what we're getting from this. So the hatred for Trump has offered us an unbelievable view into the disgusting backgrounds that most of us felt was there, but could never put our finger on it. But at the same time is Trump's era is going to come to an end. It will probably come to an end faster than people recognize. Even if he gets the four years, it's going to come to an end. There's going to have to be a new, uh, a, a, a new funnel of leadership that goes through a new uh, lineup of people. And I truly believe that Ron DeSantis has the ability to be that person. And when you take a look at his failed run this go-round, you, you brought it up perfectly. I mean, if I were to run for president, I'd be doing walk-in talks because I know that the walk-in, you know, people will come back to me and say, I love your show with you and Denny. I love your podcast, all this stuff. But I got to tell you, Dennis, if I had to just choose one thing, man, I'd love to have you go back in the walk-in talk. And the reason why they say that is because in the walk-in talk, I am always at my most original. It's just who I am, right? You know this. I'm a sarcastic, funny, witty, off the top of my head kind of guy. And that's what people like, you know? DeSantis didn't do that, you know? And now all of a sudden he's doing it and people are like, hey, where was this guy? Well, what DeSantis has done by means of failing is he's created for himself what could be a blueprint to what to do the next time. And if you don't think that's a powerful thing that he could build off, then you don't know the story of Ronald Reagan. You know, Ronald Reagan was a failure before he was a success. And when you look at the people in the GOP who are just put up as being godly, it's always two names in modern day history. It is Donald J. Trump and Ronald Reagan. And I think that Ron DeSantis, if he keeps his head about him and goes back to work in Florida the way he needs to and continues to use social media in the way now it looks like he is, people won't forget him. And they may even want him more the next time than what they did this time. That's just my take on it. Um, and uh, again, it's just my prediction and my analysis. But I'm telling you what we're seeing happening right now in Texas and the coalition of Republican governors coming together may actually be what we need and what Trump's need needs to finally get rid of the elitists and the people who are destroying this this Republican Party. I think that's pretty well said. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Denny and I. Thank you so much. We're sorry that we didn't have any video today. Hopefully, we'll be back with that tomorrow. And uh, that's it for us. If you are somebody who took advantage of the very generous uh, offers we gave on DML CBD Power Plus and on our 6.7 ounce Miracle Me, those deals have run to an end. If you missed them and you beg us hard enough, we may actually make an exception for you. You would want to email my daughter, Ashley, at ashley at dmlcbd.com. That's ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at dmlcbd.com. Uh, give her about two or three days to actually get through the emails. She's a little behind the eight ball right now, but when she gets there, she will help you out. Uh, and that is it for us. Don't forget to download the DML News app. And uh, check out all the great things that Denny, Ryan, Anita, and the team are posting up there every single day. 
Until the next time, God willing, tomorrow, may he bless you, your family, these United States, and Carrie Lake for standing her ground and not selling out for the money. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and team DML.